Hey everyone, welcome back to Teenage Therapy. I'm Gael. I'm Thomas. I'm Kayla. I'm Isaac. I'm Mark. And welcome back to the podcast. Um, do all lives matter? Yes. But how can they matter when black lives don't matter right now? Is it a fair argument though? No. No? No. It's I mean it's so obvious that all lives matter like everyone matters it's exactly it's, just, mm-hmm. it's so obvious but the whole point of the black lives matter movement is to you know really show a spotlight on you know the racism and the inequality that black people are facing compared mm-hmm. to all the other races right yeah i don't know i see a lot of people using black, all lives matter and it's like and even though, like, it has been explained so many times, and there's even so many analogies for it, like, people still cannot seem to understand why. Right. Even when someone gives a whole, like, paragraph, a whole explanation about it, they even have, like, a cartoon. Yeah. Showing I mean, it. like, and in the just... most basic form, people explain it as, like, if there's a house on fire and one that isn't, would you try to go put out the houses on fire or would you be like, all houses matter and focus on, you know, even the one that isn't burning? Obviously, we'd only focus on the one that's burning. So in essence, if you think all lives matter is right, it is not right because all lives cannot truly matter until black lives matter as well and equally. And it's not saying black lives matter more than white lives or any other life. It's just about all lives mattering equally. And at this moment, that's not really the case. Um, people think that it's a movement for like you know black power like you know we want black people to be more superior and everything but it's literally just wanting basic human rights right and to be treated equally Mm -hmm. like i really cannot understand how people can be against the black lives matter movement like what Exactly. Like, I don't understand why there's so much controversy around the subject when they're just asked, like, they're just asking for human rights, like, to be treated equally. Like, it's really mm-hmm. not that controversial if you're not a racist. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's like, really, what are you fighting against? Exactly. Like, it's literally the pigmentation of one's skin color. Like, they can't mm-hmm. change that. It literally doesn't make you less equal. It's, ugh, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It's like people yeah. can be so close-minded. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other argument is all cops are bad. What do you think about that? What's your stance on that? It's not to say that, like, you know, it's not to say that all cops have bad intentions. It's just saying that, you know, there are cops that actually want to do good, that actually want to protect the people. But... How can you work for a system that's, you know, built to be racist? It's putting people at harm. So how can you work for that system? It's, I'm basically saying that, you know, all cops are bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially it's hard because you see all those videos of, like, the police being very brutal, like that old man that was knocked over and like started bleeding. Like, how are you supposed to think a lot of cops are good if that's happening? There's so many videos of it. And it's not only like, it's not just the one cop that does that. It's like the others that are just letting it happen and they're not saying anything against it. They're not yeah, doing they anything. Fear. Like they don't even say a word. Exactly. 
so bad. Yeah, that's a systemic problem on its own. Um, yeah, I think all cops are bad. At first, I was trying to like really understand like, well, I was trying to understand it from the point of view of like, well, let's say I had a friend and he was a cop and I knew he was a good person and that he like joined the cop force to like do good and like truly like serve his community. Mm-hmm. Would I tell him like, you know, it doesn't matter, you're bad. And like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I could get behind that. But I think it's just, it do- I think all cops are bad just because, you know, being in a system that actively promotes racism and shames anyone who tries to stand up against the system. I think being part of that system and willingly joining it, knowing that's what you're going to be a part of, I think that in that sense makes you bad. And like all these videos just show that it's not just like one bad apple, which is the common argument here. You know, it's like some jobs just can't afford to have one bad apple, what I've been hearing. Um, And yeah, like especially that video of the old man that got pushed down, that one was like really shocking simply because how many other cops were around uh-huh. him. Like that no one else did anything just shows that, you know, it's really like a systemic problem and it's not about like one cop is bad, one is good. It's yeah, just like, and, like a problem. When he fell, like the video shows like another cop was going to like go see if he was okay, but like they pushed him back. And I was oh, like, what man. the hell? You could see that his head was like bleeding, and I was just—I felt so bad. It doesn't make I any heard, sense. That's why I, don't I heard they tried to lie about it too. I wouldn't be oh, surprised. Yeah. They fell. That he, the man fell. That he tripped yeah. and fell, and it was all, it was all mm-hmm. in an accident. That's, yeah, that's why I, that's I don't get. Like, why wouldn't you want to help him? You know, like what? What's he's really an old man. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Like just being in, in those situations, so weird. It's, you know. I don't know. It's like seeing all the videos of police brutality where, like, they just don't make sense. Like, they're just hitting people to hit people. It, I don't understand what could possibly be going through um, their minds. Like, macing the little girl and stuff. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. There's just I so know. many videos that, I don't know, it's just, it's, I don't know. Like, I've never seen, until, like, recently, I've never seen, like, that much, like, police brutality going on. Yeah, you know? same. Yeah, a lot I of that's because it's hidden in the media too. Yeah, yeah. I think, go I think definitely Twitter. At least for me, especially Twitter, like that's where I'm seeing like the most. Live. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I think before this whole like basically past week or two, I didn't even think police brutality was like as prominent as it is. You know, same. because I would see the videos on YouTube, but then. Because the way I see the videos on YouTube, it would make it seem like these were like separate incidents and on like rare occasions that were just highlighted, right? So, but like in the past week or two, you see that it's not like just really like rare incidents. Like this happens often. And the only reason it's so like visible now is because everyone's like taking a video of it and everyone's posting it. Um, which like really opened my eyes to like the reality of police brutality and that it's not just like a rare thing, that it's like a common thing. And it's even scarier to think that, you know, even with all eyes on them and like everyone watching everything they do, they still have like, you know, the freaking guts to do all that and like just beat people for no and reason. It's like they're not receiving any consequences. Like they have immunity, you mm-hmm. know? So I feel like that even that fuels them, like that fuels their ego. So they're going to continue doing what they want. 
Well, you guys think about like the good cops, like the one that went like on the march with the protesters and like brought drinks and stuff. I don't know, cause I have seen like some good videos, I guess like quote unquote good videos about like cops or whatever. But I don't I, like that could just be used as propaganda, because you know like. I've seen, I've also seen videos where like they're doing good things, but then they're like macing people and like throwing tear gas and shit. Yeah, like an hour so, later. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I don't yeah. know. It's probably just propaganda. It seems like it, honestly. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And that's what people are calling it too. Um. All right. So, what's it called? I think all of us posted about um the past week we were all posting about black lives matter and all the movement isaac I, I think out of all of us you only retweeted two things so why didn't you do more um i feel like just reposting the same link i don't know on instagram reposting the same link i feel like i didn't really create the stuff i'm just trying to save face kind of it doesn't mean I don't support it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I could have honestly posted more. So it's just because you, what? Because you like, thought, I, like... See, I see you guys posting, I see everyone posting, and I see it like way later. So it's like, I'm just copying exactly what you guys are posting. Right. Well, why didn't you like try to like look at new posts or, you know, put petitions up or any other stuff? Um, I don't know. I just, I guess I didn't put in the effort. Like I shared it with my family and friends, but honestly, I could have shared it on Instagram with my most followers. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a big topic that's been on social media everywhere. That No one is, there are like these influencers that are staying quiet. And I think it's interesting because I guess we, even though we don't think ourselves as a, we're influencers in a way because we do have a platform we do have followers on our account and we in that sense i think we have like a responsibility to inform people and i don't know i think it's it's interesting you admit you didn't make the effort it's because you know most people don't want to admit that and then also another point you made is like you felt like you were just trying to save face right and you were just trying yeah. to, you know, so you didn't want to like pr- pretend you care when you yeah, don't. Like, I, I shared it with my friends, my family. I did some stuff on Twitter, but it felt like on Instagram, yeah, like I said, I would just try be trying to save face. Like everyone else was posting, and it was already like two days, and I was trying to figure out the whole situation and my stance on it. But I, like mm-hmm. after like those couple of days, it feels like I would just be posting the exact same things like everyone else posted, just trying to save face and stuff. And especially since I agreed with the fact that like a lot of celebrities and companies were trying to save face, it just didn't feel right. Right. I don't know. I think I was like trying to think about it. I was like, um, what is enough activism and what's enough that we can do? What is like what where's the line between you know you you know what you're doing is enough and what what isn't enough you know because there, it's not like there's a certain requirement of posts 
on your story that like after like five posts okay that means you care now right so mm-hmm. like what is i was trying to i was like thinking about that a lot to myself i was you know asking myself like what is enough you know when have i done enough and when can i do more am i supposed to keep doing it because obviously you know eventually this is going to die down influencers won't be posting about it daily on their stories like they've been the past week mm-hmm. and i'm like curious as to how you guys see it but i'm like trying to figure out because even us will probably stop posting as much um you know in the next like month right i doubt we're going to be posting about this on the daily like three months from now so it's like when have you done enough and do you get what i'm saying like it feels weird right like yeah. we're just not gonna stop yeah, like you. we go into, like this phase of like three days of intense activism and then we're just gonna you know stop thinking about it stop posting about it stop signing petitions we're just gonna you know pretend it doesn't like it's not like popular anymore you know like how do you guys feel about that i mean i obviously i think like posting on social media like that's important to do especially if you do have like somewhat of a large following at the same time like even if you have a little bit of followers like it doesn't hurt to just post a story about it but i don't know i feel like i think personally it's it's what you do behind the scenes, you know, like, are you signing petitions, um, like donating if you have, you know, the resources or like email, emailing people or, you know, whatever. But that's just me. Like, obviously it's still important to post on social media and like remind people that like, this is still a real issue that's going on, but it's also like, what are you doing behind the scenes? Because like, um, I know that like black lives matter, the tag was trending on Instagram, but like the number of posts was more than like the petitions that were being signed. So there was like mm-hmm. an, an imbalance there. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's an um, an active effort too. There's other ways you can help out and support. There's different lanes you can take, and then it's just all about just keeping your gas on the pedal or keeping your foot on the pedal, basically. Mm-hmm. Like talk to your parents, talk to your family, um, donate. Sign, sign the petitions. There's, like, a lot of way, ways you can support. And, yeah, like, how, Mark, you said, like, talking to your parents or whatever. Yeah. I remember, um, like, when it was, like, the protests were, like, just starting, um, I was showing my mom, because usually she watches, like, um, how do you say? Univision? Yeah, Univision. And, like, they weren't really showing, like, the extent of, like, the protests and, like, the what the police were doing. So I remember, like, I showed her some of the Twitter videos and she was like, oh, like, oh, wow. Like, she didn't know that. And then, like, the next day I was in bed and, like, I could overhear her telling my dad, like, oh, well, like, you know what they're showing on the news? Like, it's more than that. Like, Kayla was showing me these videos. Like, I just felt so happy that, like, she was telling my dad that, you know, like. Oh, yeah. That was good. That's, so, a, that's the difference. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, she wouldn't have known, if, like, if she just kept on watching the regular news that she is. So, mm-hmm. it just made me happy to hear her say that. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. I don't know. It's It's been an interesting week, especially for influencers. You know, like, um, there's people, like, taking photos at protests. There's people going only because everyone else is going. And it's... I mean, I think we can relate this back to performative activism where people are only, you know, like reposting stuff or just showing their support 
for their like you know social gain, basically to keep up their reputation. So there was this person, and he posted a black square. And here's the problem with the black squares. Uh, it annoyed me. Like it genuinely annoyed me how people were posting the black squares. Because it seemed like everyone was posting them, and I've never seen any like them post anything on their stories before. It was just like they're following a trend, and it pretty much was a trend. You're just posting one simple black square, and then you go on about your day. And you know, I'm not saying that like if you posted the black square, you're a bad person. I'm just saying that, you know, you probably had good intentions, but I just feel like I just felt like the black square was. Just one big Instagram trend, and there was so much better ways to be spreading awareness. Why should we post a black square when we can, like, there's this, uh, you know, Deja Fox. We did an interview with her. She did it right. She didn't just post a black square, but she posted a, like, a bunch of other accounts to follow. You know, black, like, accounts that support Black Lives Matter. So. I don't know. I just felt kind of frustrated with it. And this person that I knew, like, he just posted it. And then I asked why, because, like, you know, he hasn't really been vocal about it at all. He kind of just like the first time I've ever seen him do anything about this. And he didn't know why he posted it. Like, I asked why, and he didn't really have the reason why. He just said, oh, you know, I, you know, you know, racism is bad. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously racism is bad like bad but do you know why you're posting this and here's the thing like i bet a lot of people posting the black square they weren't aware of the meaning behind it they didn't know what they were doing but they did it because everyone else was doing it and that's part of you know that is performative activism right and like keep in mind performance activism isn't bad you know like it's not a bad thing because at the end of the day you still you're still spreading awareness but if that's the only type of activism you're doing then you really should be doing more and you should do you know be signing petitions and doing stuff even if it doesn't benefit you and you should be doing stuff to actively be you know anti-racist yeah i also saw like this this one person stand out to me when you're saying that story like they never mentioned anything on like like on their Instagram, like stories or posts, they never mentioned anything about it. But then they posted that, like the black square, and then they let it, they like deleted it a day later, and like they didn't post anything useful on their stories, like resources that people can use or anything. And they just started posting like their selfies like every other day. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like now's not yeah. the time for that. It seems it seems dumb. I don't know. And like Isaac, I want to ask you. So I just it's, it's I think it's interesting that you know we have this viewpoint. Um, like, why didn't you like put in the effort? Was it just like a lack of care, or like, you know, like what is it? Because like, you know, we have a podcast, and we have many like black listeners. I'm sure that like you know look up to you probably specifically too. And you know, so why didn't you think about them and like the fact that you have this platform that you could use? You're right, especially on Instagram. I have that's where I have the most followers. <laughs> I don't. Know, I just thought of it like the whole performative activism part, especially since when I thought of posting, it was like a day or two after, and like everyone else posted. But also, I just thought of it as like we share the exact same followers, so maybe they would see the same thing. I was just 
It just wasn't smart. I mean, the whole point of reposting is so that it can spread even more. Like, the repetition mm-hmm. is going to cause people more people to see it. So that's why that's why we often repost the same post. Mm-hmm. And that's why we retweet the same tweets because, you know, they have valuable information and we want that information to get out to as many people as possible. Like, sure, we don't have, like, the biggest platform, but there's people that literally have, like, a, less than a quarter of our followers and they do so much more than us. Like, you know, like, there's really, I feel like there's just no excuse for you not to be posting. Right. And I don't know. I, I was just so frustrated. Like, I was super, super like, I, I, I held a really big grudge because it annoyed me that even after, like, Gael told you to, you know, hey, you have a platform, use it. Like, there, I still never really saw anything from you. And, like, I know you're a good person and I know you have good intentions and you care for a lot of people. But I don't know. I just felt very disappointed with the fact that you weren't really, you know, being active in the situation. Like, you weren't doing much. Hello? I just, okay, hold up. Uh, that was a little out of pocket. What do you mean? That was a little out of pocket. You just you said that in the podcast where everybody will hear you. What if Isaac's like feeling probably feeling bad about it right now? Okay, you can cut it out, but do you like obviously I'm gonna confront him about it. Do you want me to just why don't you say that like outside of the podcast? It's just the flow of the conversation. Since when have we ever like decided to not put stuff in the podcast? Like I just decided to. But if you were feeling that way, why didn't you why didn't you say that like before this? What? If you were feeling Wait, that way, why think? didn't you say anything about this? If you weren't feeling this if you were I mean, feeling if, this if way, Kyle why didn't you say anything about this Kyle before? I literally told him that he has a platform and that he wasn't using it. Like, what am I supposed to tell him if he's not gonna listen when he there's literally a direct confrontation about it? Okay, this doesn't have to be included in the podcast, but obviously I'm going to confront him about it. I'm not going to stay silent about it. Like, there's literally I know, no like, you don't have to be silent. You could have told him outside of the podcast. But how was... I didn't know. We never... Like, we've talked about so many things that I wish we never talked about on the podcast. But, like... I'm not going to tell you guys to not do it. It was the whole point of the fucking podcast. And you can cut it out. It doesn't have to be in the podcast. But you don't think that's going to disrupt the flow of the conversation right now? Well, it's hold up. It's an important Uh, thing, you know? It's like his point of view. And, like, another thing is, like, Isaac, you know, talk. Like, Isaac, how do you feel? Thank you for defending me, Mark. But it's all right. Just leave it in. Because it's true. It's like, I saw the message and I should have said something. Like, you know, obviously we all still love you and care for you. It's not like this. We're doing this out of hatred. Obviously, we're doing this because you know we care for you. We want you to, to like be better. You know, 
And like this is part of educating your friends the way Kayla talked to her parents about it and showed her and like made them a little more aware is the same thing we're doing. We're like, you know what, Isaac, you know, you have a platform, like let's use it a little more. Right. And like, it's also like new to him and like all of us to remember that we have a platform that we need to use it. And, you know, I don't, I think this is what we do to be vulnerable. Right. And we were just talking that like his point of view is important. And the fact that we have someone that didn't do much and we're able to talk to him, like, you know, why didn't you do much? Why didn't you do more? And then being able to like tell us about their thought process adds another point of view, right? And that's valuable to this because it's a different conversation that we all have. Um, and you know, it's not a bad thing. Like, you know, it was the wrong, it wasn't the right decision, but you grow from it and you learn from it and we all make mistakes, right? So, you know, just, it's okay. And if you really felt uncomfortable and you didn't want it in the podcast, then you could yeah, ask you could him also to cut do that. it. Like, <laughs> the whole point of the podcast is for us to be vulnerable and talk about actual problems. How are we going to do that if we have to talk about it outside of it? Mm-hmm. The whole staying silent, it's important to acknowledge. And I think I also had doubts about myself, you know, if I was doing enough. If I was, and I, I was also like questioning my intentions, you know, like, why am I talking about this? Is it because I care? Is it because I have like other alternatives? And like, I realized that, yes, I do care about this and it does make me angry. It does make me mad. I do want to like support the Black Lives uh, Matters movement and I want to support all of these type of people and I want to make a change, right? And I want to advocate for change. And Another thing that I was, like, thinking about were petitions and how, like, at first I thought they were kind of useless, right? And I tweeted, like, I don't know, petitions feel kind of kind of useless to me, you know? And I hadn't signed them. I think I signed a few, right? But, I, like, at the time, petitions just felt kind of stupid. Not stupid, but useless. Um, like, the, there was no real change attributed to them like if you get five million like you could get a hundred million signatures and doesn't guarantee anything right yeah. it doesn't have any actual power and i tweeted that and like right after i tweeted it there was a lot of you know like there was a few people that said like oh yeah backlash they were like i'm disappointing in you you know as a fan of yours like this isn't it like i'm very disappointed in you like this is not what you should be thinking um you just wasn't it yeah and it's not that it's just that the the bigger thing the bigger message that i'm trying to say here is how quickly people were to instead of try to educate just say like cancel almost right mm -hmm. um it obviously probably wasn't that serious but it, it like on a bigger scale when someone says something wrong the first thing people try to do is like show like cancel them and shame them for having that opinion instead of first educating them and i think that's a really important thing that we all you know that you listening have to keep in mind is that before if you see an opinion that you disagree with you should first talk to them about it like reply and educate them on why they're wrong and what they could be doing better and you know after that if they don't listen and they decide to be like no i don't care you know then you could be disappointing them disappointing in them and then you could tell them that like you know this is not it but i think 
tweeting that and like before anyone really tried to like tell me like why I was wrong and like you know um to reconsider my stance it was just kind of like that backlash you know and I think that's important to consider is that you need to help educate people first before you do anything else because you don't get anywhere just by being disappointing in people you get somewhere by helping them think different because then they will make others think different and that's how you make a significant change right um Okay, I like wait, sorry. About that point, like let's say, for example, like in like today's age, you know, like you're still saying like hateful comments or racist comments or whatever. I feel like it's also that person's responsibility to educate themselves. And it shouldn't be up to other people, especially right now, because it's like such a big movement. It shouldn't be up to other people to educate them because there's so many resources that they can use to like inform themselves, you know? So at the same time, I feel like it's also up to the person. That's true. Actually, I hadn't thought about that. Like, it's funny because I had thought about the fact that you shouldn't be asking others to educate you and be like, all right, guys, educate me on this. Right. And like, I agree with that. And now thinking about it, that's exactly what I was doing. I was being like, you educate me, and then I'll tell you if you're right. Um, I hadn't realized that, actually. So then what should you do? Should you, like, or should you tell them to go educate themselves? Oh, that's kind of funny. Like, go, go educate yourself. <laughs> um, that's interesting, then, because in that sense, when someone says something wrong, should you... like try to help them or should you just be like you know go do more research on it well i don't know like i don't know it can be conflicting but i don't know i still don't have the answer to that personally but i was just saying like there's also like this side to that argument you know Mm -hmm. those are two sides and i agree with that that's weird i hadn't thought about that at all um um i have an example where uh, my older brother, he tweeted this question. He was like, um, if your friend was a cop, wouldn't his life matter to you? Or something like that. And, you know, it was a harmless question. Like, obviously, uh, just because, we just talked about it, but um, just because you're a cop with good intentions doesn't mean that, you know, not all cops are bad. Like, all cops are bad um but it's funny because like a lot of people like a a lot of his friends they weren't getting mad but they were just explaining why and you know i think that's just the way to do it but uh this one particular girl uh she explained it and even though like there was like four paragraphs and the first three like i completely agreed with like what she was saying made complete sense and but what was really like what really didn't make sense was um her last paragraph and her last paragraph was basically like accusing my older brother of being like racist and everything like this but like she posted he tweeted that question and was when want and wanted like an open conversation he wanted to see how others felt about that subject so i don't know i just think that when you come and try to attack people without actually just trying to inform them in the first place it just 
kind of, I guess, discourages them. Like, it makes them feel angered. It makes them get, I don't know. I I really don't think that you should ever, like, attack people unless they really, really were ignorant and they acted out of, like, hate. And, yeah. And, like, it'll probably just make them not want to share their opinions anymore. And, like, they're probably just going to stay closed-minded or however they were before, you know? Like, they're not going to want to speak up about anything again. Yeah, it's necessary for growth. Like, you can't learn and change if the world isn't going to be accepting of that, isn't going to be, isn't going to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like at the same time, I feel like intentions can be blurred on social media. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't know the person's intentions, so. Probably one of the most controversial topics is looting. And the looting that occurred because of the protests. Do you guys think looting is acceptable, unacceptable, or justifiable? Well, okay, well, like in the beginning, um, when the protests were going on, and somebody posted on their stories, like they never posted anything of, like about the Black Lives Matter movement beforehand. But the one thing they did post about was the looting. And I feel like if you're going to prioritize the looting and focus more on the looting than the like entire movement, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Looting is just like, it's, I don't want to say a part of it, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much more to focus on besides the looting. Like, if it's small businesses, obviously, I don't condone that because it's like, you know, family owned or, you know, like minorities own it or they're working there. But I feel like if it's a big business like Target, for example, what I read was that they weren't selling materials to the protesters. Um, So, like, that's why they were looting it. But, again, I'm not, like, 100% sure about that. So, I guess in that case, it was, I guess, I don't want to say justifiable, but I don't know. Especially if it's a big company, they can recover. Exactly. Like, they'll be fine. It's, like, a billion like multi-billion dollar company they're yeah. going to be fine. they're going to reopen there's you know like it's going to be yeah. fine i don't know why you're so worried about target when lives are being lost you know like there's yeah. so much more to worry about i i really don't understand the people that are focusing on the looting only and focusing on the negative aspects of it when like they're just fighting for human rights you know it's because it's like it's not justifiable when they're looting very small businesses. Yeah, but like this, some of the people that own I, small businesses like support the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff, and then they're just getting their shop raided and stuff, and that's like their mm-hmm. livelihood. But I did see like some videos where like the looters they weren't part of the protesters. Like they, yeah, with their agenda. Like, yeah a lot they, of looters aren't even like black. It's like different races. And then they're just yeah. making the whole movement look bad. Dude, yeah, yeah like, it's, especially it's interesting. when people. Oh, yeah, go. No, just go. Oh, uh, oh, it was it. Like, when people are focusing on the leaders, the, lo- the leaders, <laughs> the looters, it like uh-huh. paints a bad image on the protesters, like, especially on the uh-huh. news. But, like, there's so much more to it. Right. And, like, there's, you know, it's so weird that there's. Did you see there's undercover cops 
like yes. basically starting the fires and like breaking windows and stuff and even cops yeah. in duty like actual cops in duty in uniform are seen on video breaking windows and like purposely like destroying things right so they could have an excuse to blame the looters that's so corrupt in so many ways exactly. and like i saw like a video where like these bricks were just placed like in the middle of like the street, the street. i guess and like mm -hmm. Obviously, they're placed there with the intention to start something, you know? Right. So. Yeah. I don't so understand dumb. why they would do that. They're like, why do you want to initiate violence? I just. It's so weird. Yeah. Like, it just. I shows. really don't understand. Everything's so corrupt. It doesn't make any sense as to why they would do this. And it's just like, it shows you how big of like a systemic problem this is that they want violence, you know? Um, so that's weird. I don't know. Looting was. It was, I really, like, had a hard time. Like, at first, I was, like, all for it. I was, like, yeah, like, whatever, you know, like, go protest, go loot. You, you, you have the right to be mad. And, like, I don't have the right to tell you how to protest. If, you know, black communities are so mad that they're willing to destroy their own community to, like, for the cause, then, you know, like, that's up to them. And, and then I just kept thinking about it. And then I saw the stories of, like, even, like, black business owners having their businesses looted and, like, that made me, like, rethink everything. And I was just thinking about it for a while because I, I really couldn't figure out if, like, it's justifiable. And I was doing some research on it. And, like, there was a few points that made sense to me. Well, first of all is that the violence is often spun in the media to turn people for the coalition. So turn people against the protesters. And that's basically what happened here too if you saw like the biggest focus was looting it wasn't about the fact that pe like there's a systemic problem with police and like there's like a big problem with police brutality and instead it was a focus on well why are these looters looting stuff right like why are they doing this and um what's it called it's like that <sighs> That is one reason why, like, the violence sometimes, like, works against the protesters. And, and there was a lot of protesters that were, like, trying to keep it peaceful. But, like, there was also people from the outside that came in, right, and started to turn it violent. And in the end, what's it called? Um, it's also, like, what do you do when peace isn't working, right? Like, that was, like, another argument. Like, well, clearly peaceful protests haven't been working, so, like, what are we supposed to do to get their attention? And, and I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Like, most of the time, the protesters, they were peaceful. It was the police that initiated the violence. Right. And that's another thing I want to get into. And, like, before that, I just want to wrap this up. It's, like, um, what I came to my conclusion and, like, my stance on this is that if you decide to start looting and turn the protest violent, you should do it strategically with a political agenda. So, um, you know, the, destroying like a police station or something like that is a lot more justifiable when it's done as a political act. There's no reason to destroy black businesses, right? And like, like you know, um, small businesses, that doesn't make sense. But when it's strategically done to hurt either corporations that support the police or the government or, or like anti-black movement then it makes a lot more sense in my opinion um but like 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 you were saying yeah a lot of these protests 
turned violent because of the police, right? And like it just that was dumb. I don't know. Um, basically, all of them were peaceful in, until the police came, and they started like shooting people with rubber bullets and all these things, which was just wrong. Um, and it's kind of, I don't know. It seems so wrong, mostly because like they put a curfew for peaceful protests, right? But they didn't do that when we were in a pandemic. That's what seems so wrong to me is that during the pandemic, like the mayors were like, "Oh, we don't want to, uh, you know, go into your rights to have freedom, right? We don't want to turn this into a dictatorship or anything like that." Yet, as soon as everyone started protesting against police brutality and you know all of these causes then they enforce these strict curfews and turn it violent and also like, like <laughs> dude <yeah. it's> funny. <laughs> no, no, we go. um freaking like money is being funded into like um the police right but like mm-hmm. doctors are the ones that are struggling like they're wearing trash bags they have to share masks they're lacking masks like you know, mm-hmm. I think we should just prioritize yeah, what the priorities are, which is stupid. Um, exactly. And, you know, also, like, why are we so focused on trying to figure out if looting is right or wrong? And instead, why aren't we focused and asking ourselves, what is what is it that's making people so angry to do these things? And I think the focus in the media especially should be on that and the problems that caused all this in the first place, not if looting is right or wrong. <laughs> Because looting won't happen if you fix the source of the problem. It's just so stupid how when people were protesting, you know, for quarantine to basically end, to reopen the shops, to, you know, basically go back to, like, their normal lives. Didn't Trump call them, like, very nice people? Yeah. Or something? And then... As soon as, you know, people are protesting for the Black Lives Matter movement, all of a sudden he wants to call them thugs, even though it's a peaceful protest. And people who are protesting against quarantine, they were getting violent as well. And, like, mm-hmm. they, they had guns and they were, like, pushing the police. And, like, where was that energy? I just, it doesn't make sense. It's so annoying because, like, you just know... It's wrong, and everyone could see it's wrong, but just the mm-hmm. fact that you can't really do much to, like, make him admit it is, like, frustrating, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, I don't know, that's just really frustrating to me. And, I don't know, did you guys see the video with George Floyd and everything that happened? Um, The video of the police putting his knee on his neck? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, did, I didn't watch, like, I couldn't watch all of it, but... I did see like clips of it. Yes, it was so sad. I don't know. It's it was heartbreaking because later I saw like I don't know if you guys saw. I think you might have on Twitter that he was like calling for his mom. Yes. Oh my god. I literally just got goosebumps when you said that. Oh my god. I know. Even though she had died like two years earlier, and like his final moments, he was calling for her, and like I don't know. That's so heartbreaking. Um, to think about what might have been going through his mind at that moment. Um, and it was all because of a badly written check. Yeah, right? that wasn't. I think it wasn't even like. Yeah, like it wasn't even anything wrong with it. It's just so stupid. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's stupid. And I don't know if you guys saw, but today I saw that his second grade teacher found an essay from him um, when he was like in yeah. second grade, like eight years old. I saw it. Yeah, and it was like he wanted to be a lawyer, right? Uh, no, 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 like a judge in the Supreme Court, um, which is so like he wanted to bring justice to people. And I guess in the way he's doing that, his death is doing that. Yeah. And he's bringing justice by what he caused and what he's he, the way he's empowering people. And that's, you know, I guess that's a, a, a light way of saying it. Um, okay. Um, do you guys think you have a racial bias? Um, honestly, it's hard to answer that question. I, I really don't know, but I do know that um, there was this teacher uh, and she made the her students like take um do you have a racial bias or something like that something around like along those lines and I remember like my friend she told me about it she was like she was like yeah the quiz told me like I had a racial bias and she was like but I don't like and she was honestly really upset about it so I think like sometimes it can it can be so hidden that you don't even know it's there well just like Kayla said it's like obviously you're gonna tell yourself you don't have one but is it, like, rooted deep down, like Kayla said? Like, do you not even notice it? Because if, if I were to think about it, like, why would I be biased towards someone that's white over someone that's black? Like, why would I treat one better than the other? Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually in the class, and I was and I actually took the actual quiz. Um, and I didn't get any racial bias, but, like, I know, like, several other people did, and... They're saying how, you know, the quiz was kind of false, but, and I mean, the quiz was kind of weird. Like I, it, it was kind of inaccurate in my opinion. Uh, but you know, I just think hidden racial biases, like you don't know it's there. Like you won't know until like it, it'll actually come out. And even then you might not even realize it. Mm-hmm. So Mark. Um, I think. It would hurt to like admit it that you have this uh, hidden racial bias too. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it's so hidden, or like people are not acknowledging that because it hurts. Yeah, it's uncomfortable to acknowledge to a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's important we acknowledge we probably all have one. Um, a lot of the time, it's subconscious. Subconscious, you know, we might be like you know we might not be racist we might support the black lives matters movement and we might still have a racial bias and like a lot of the times that's not even our fault it's just because the media and everything that's like around us in our environment and the things we hear people tell us about like different types of people we like it, it sticks with us even if we don't think it's true we still have doubts about it like well maybe there is a little bit of truth to that and i think it's really important one of the first steps in being anti-racist and like actively taking that step to be anti-racist is to think about your own bias and if you have your your own racial bias and like what you can do about it to actively um get rid of it and it's important to acknowledge it and i i can understand why you would be uncomfortable with it but you know you have to be okay with it and if you really want to be an ally you have to be willing to be uncomfortable with that 
And, you know, you shouldn't be scared to admit you have one. I think a lot of people are scared to admit they have one because they think they're going to be called a racist and they're going to be called like all these things. And like, they don't think they are and they're not, but it's just important to acknowledge that, you know, yeah, you, you might actually have one. Um, so don't be scared to admit it. You, it's better to acknowledge the bias that we have and learn to overcome it instead of having it right. Instead of fear having it. Um, so I hope you, I could also think about yourself and the way you see people and any stereotypes you think might be true that clearly probably aren't. So that's something to think about. Um, today is Brianna Taylor's birthday. That's true. That's Let's true. acknowledge her. Yeah. Happy birthday, Brianna. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Her case is being reopened. Is it reopened? That's good. Yeah. Oh. Also, for That's anyone that doesn't know what happened to her, um, the police basically broke into her house because they were at the wrong house and they broke into her house and they shot her and killed her um, for basically no reason, you know, right? They didn't have any right to go in like that, any of that. So, you know, it was a terrible case. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess that's everything that's been happening. I don't know. It's been, it's been really crazy, a really crazy week, right? Um. And just keep in mind that even if you can't go to a protest, there's still so much you could do online. You could sign petitions, you could repost stuff, you could call or email your mayors and the city department and the, the police department and try to make a change in your community. Um, the most important thing we could do is obviously vote. If you're over 18, make sure you keep this energy when you go vote and you know decide who gets to actually implement these laws. And I think it's kind of tragic that a lot of people, especially minorities, are under the impression that, like, their voice doesn't matter, and, like, their vote doesn't matter um, when it does. And, like, it's better than not doing anything. So please vote. Um, we're going to be putting some ads at the end of this, and the proceeds will be donated to support the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, that's hopefully how we're doing our part. Thank you to everyone that listened to our last episode with Lauren Gray. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Um, we decided to put out to the end of it and, you know, obviously donate the profits to a Black Lives Matter fund, mostly because, I don't know, it felt kind of weird to be advertising that episode in the middle of everything that was going on and have ads with it and, like, keep it to ourselves. It just kind of felt it felt weird. Um I think we've raised like six hundred or seven hundred dollars so far, so that should help. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, thank you for listening. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. You follow us on Twitter for Teenage Therapy, our YouTube Teenage Therapy, our TikTok Teenage Therapy. Um, we still got to do more episodes on racism because there's still a lot we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about white privilege or reverse racism or any of that or systemic racism and what it is. So. You know, there's still a lot to talk about, so don't think this is the only episode. And, you know, if we said something that's wrong or not, you know, um, correct, please, like, message, DM us, and, uh, you know, we'll address it and we'll fix it. Um, but, yeah, that's all for this episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.